It's episode seven. Mm-hmm. So welcome into Blended Together, a marriage podcast, episode seven. 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 Aubrey's reaction. We missed a week. How does that feel? Missing a week. It feels weird, actually. I feel like it's been a long time since we've done this. But now we're back. Yeah, we are. Not missing a week. In the process of remodeling. And this is Aubrey's reaction. That's right. So when we, <clears throat> excuse me. So when we say Aubrey's reaction, because it's been a while, we were just talking about this before we started. So when we ended our last one, we were talking about McKenna's reaction, and we were talking about her reaction to like everything. Yeah. So moving, us being together, life as a family of four, grandparents. You know, like her relationship with grandparents, and then like when we saw like kind of her peaks and valleys from when we moved into. When we got married. So now we just get to switch gears and see kind of how Aubrey's transition was. Well, I'm not as good at that. See, I, I feel like I think when we started talking about moving in and stuff, I think just the age difference, you can butter things up differently and they understand it a little bit differently or they see it a little bit differently. So for Aubrey, you know, like the way it was presented to her is... You know, because we, I think we had the mindset, well, in fact, I know we had the mindset, is like, we only have one spare bedroom, and the other spot downstairs is more like a living room, it doesn't have a door. So it's like, well, we can't give McKenna at that age that she's not going to be happy with that. She's older, she's going to want a door and a closet and a real bedroom. So it's kind of like, how do we, you know, point this to Aubrey? So it's kind of just like, oh, well, you know they're going to move in with us and you know, you should give your bedroom and you can like, don't you want this bedroom? It is like almost like a little bit of manipulation, you know, like, don't you want this as your bedroom? This will be so cool. We can do this and you can have a TV and you can do this and we'll put a curtain up and you can pick out whatever curtain you want is like your door. And, and I think, I think she was really excited about that in general. Um, I think her reaction was really good initially, like to start. And I mean, like even looking back on it, like I don't, I don't recall a ton of huge issues, like with her reaction. I think like the biggest thing that with the moving in is she was so used to like me being in my office because I worked from home a lot of times, and just you know with YouTube and everything else, I was just always so busy between work and YouTube, like, in the office, that she kind of just, whatever she wanted to do, if she wanted to sit on the couch and turn the TV on and have the TV on and play on her iPod, like, that was generally okay. And now, all of a sudden, it's like, she's trying to do that, and then it's McKenna and her, like, well, I want to watch this, and I want to watch this, and I want to watch this, and I want to watch this. And then, you know, with you, it's like, why is there so much noise going on down there? Like, you know, so we had to make some, like, family adjustments of, you know, like, the living room is for everybody to be together and the parents are going to control what's on the TV. And if you want to watch something, go to your room. And so I think it was, we had to figure out some boundaries and I think that was a little bit of an adjustment unless I'm forgetting other things. But I mean, it's from my recollection, I like, I think we almost spent so much time trying to figure out like the parent situation, like your grandparent situation and, dance and McKenna and things like that that I don't really recall like too many speed bumps initially other than like the living room TV situation we had to get the kids set up with TVs in their room so it's like we could send them off to their little spots if they wanted to be alone or if you know it was, you don't want to watch what we're watching then go to your room and watch TV yeah I mean I think I think probably initially, like her reaction wasn't necessarily, I don't want this to happen. You're changing my life. I want it to be the way things were. She didn't have the same reaction that McKenna had, or she didn't even react to the same things that McKenna did. But I think there was almost more of a power struggle between her and McKenna and I of like, who gets to have a say and who gets to have their way because it's this is technically... I think she had a little bit of that. Well, I don't think she ever voiced it, 
But it's sort of, this is my house. This is how I've always done things. I always watch TV in the living room. And now you're coming in and telling me I can't. And so I think that was definitely an adjustment for her of like, now the house isn't her domain. Now it's just her room. Yeah. And this person's coming in and she knew me from school. Yeah, that's just what I was going to say is like she went through the struggle of going from teacher to parental figure. Mm -hmm. I think for her, I think more of it, even up till now, I think more of the struggle has come from like there are probably things that either I struggle with or things that I put emphasis on that maybe there hasn't been emphasis on in the past. Mm Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, well, I've never had to do that before. And now you're asking me to do what? Or I want it my way. And now you're telling me I have to do this. And so I think we've almost seen that. Not initially, like you said, with McKenna, it's been more as we've gone on. Like, I think she's starting to. At first, she didn't really. I don't think she wanted to argue with me necessarily. There was I think the honeymoon phase with her was a lot longer because it was she was my teacher. And now she's going to, you know. I think She's she was living ex- with us. excited about it. She wasn't like worried about what was going to change. I think it was initially it was like excitement. It was like, oh, teacher, you know, and I liked her as a teacher and this is going to be great. And I'm going to have a sister and, you know, all the like the little innocent stuff. And then it kind of came to like, OK, you're changing things mm-hmm. like you're not just coming to be here and have fun. Like you're making rules and changing things and the more the the mom figure and. I don't know if I like it. And I think even to like this day, a lot of her struggle what is or was, but still is like, I, just like the way she voices it. I think like, I think she struggled initially with like, well, my dad isn't on my side anymore. Like he's going to always back up her. And she's st- like, even when she gets mad, like, well, you're picking her over me. And it's like, well, there's no picking. I mean, it's, it's mom and dad versus the kids. Realistically, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, it's like, I'm always going to have her back. And I think she struggles sometimes to understand that and probably was the the thing that she saw that didn't necessarily vocalize the most is like, okay, all these things that I used to get, you know, that were normal because it was dad and I, and now it's not dad and I. And I think there was even a couple of times where she maybe said that when she got upset, was like, I wish things were the way they were. I feel like I recall a few times where she got upset and would say that, of like, I wish things were the way they used to be. And I'd say probably what she meant by that from what I could think is like, she just wanted to be able to do what she wanted and not have the two parents. And she's never had two parents ever, you know, she's never been in that situation before. And I think now... Through time, I think we're getting a little bit better with it, but still has some struggles. And I think there's a lot of things that you've brought in and helped with. But, I mean, it's been, I mean, we're almost at a year of doing this. Right. I think both kids have struggled a little bit because there's more accountability than there used to be. And I think we've said this on previous sessions, there's previous episodes, but we were in survival mode a lot of the time. Yes. It was, we do what we need to do to make sure that their needs are met and they're taken care of and they're loved, but we also do what we need to do to make sure that we can keep the tantrums and the, the freakouts and the yelling and the screaming and the fighting to a minimum because we need to get through each day. And so now, I think you and I both felt like we kind of had a, a partner or a teammate and so we could sort of tackle some of these things head on. And I don't think the kids responded very well to it because it's like, well, you used to let me do that or that used to not be a big deal or I used to get to, you know, go in the living room and watch YouTube videos and turn it up to 22 and now there's this lady coming in who tells me I'm too noisy. Like, I used to be able to be as noisy as I wanted to. And like for McKenna, it was, well, we used to go to Starbucks all the time and I used to pick what we had for dinner every night and now I don't get to do that anymore. So I think they struggled more with, it's not like we used to do it, and you're the reason why. Like, yeah. I think Aubrey saw me as the reason why, and McKenna saw you as the reason why, because everything's changing, and now I can't get away with stuff because you're on her side instead of mine, or you're on his right. side instead of mine. Well, McKenna had the, McKenna had that, like, she was a little bit older, and you guys are both females. Mm-hmm. And so she had the, like, 
you and her did everything together. And we talked about that in an episode where she almost had that spousal role. Yeah. Aubrey never had that because I'm a guy and she was a girl. And I'm, you know, as a father figure compared to a mother figure, like the relationship is just different. And, you know, I'm not a big talk about everything, you know, come home. I had a rough day, so I'm going to sit and talk about it as to where on the female side, generally it is. Guys Mm -hmm. generally hold it in. Females generally talk about it. And so, and then just the age difference, you know, and, and like you said, we were both just in survival mode. So the way that you did things with McKenna was what you figured out with her to survive. Mm -hmm. And the way that Aubrey grew up was the way that I figured out with her to survive. And so the way I figured out with Aubrey worked for me and it worked for Aubrey. The way you figured out with McKenna worked for you and worked for McKenna in those seasons that we were in. And then we're trying to combine it. So there's me coming to you like, that's not right. That's not okay with the way that some things are happening with McKenna. And then you coming to me, that's not right. That's not okay with some of the way things I was doing with Aubrey. And so it was like, we were just trying to blend that together of, okay, well, look, we're two parents now, so we can change and do whatever we need to do that we find right for our family. You know, and we had to do that with McKenna of like, you're not in the, the, uh, the parental role or the adult role. You're a teenager. And I think we have to do that with Aubrey of more, you don't run the household because she really did. She had free reign on the house and could basically run the house other than my office. And so now it was kind of like, you don't have free reign of the house. Like the living room is a living room. It's not your domain. And yeah, you're right. Like, I think, you know, she looked at that as like, okay, who's this person that's, you know, you're taking all my stuff away from me. That's, you know, I used to be able to just sit and do this, but now you're here and I can't. And I think both kids kind of had that little bit of, of, I don't want to say resentment, but that, you know, their kids, if it's, it, 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 it's always point blame at mm-hmm. something. Well, this isn't happening anymore. You're the reason why, because it changed when you came into the picture. I think both kids were able to be sneaky about certain things, too. Like, there were things that McKenna would do that I wouldn't notice or see. And you would then be like, wait a second. Are you not seeing what she's doing right now? Like, the way she just did that's totally manipulating it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't notice it. Yeah. And then I think on the other hand, Aubrey can be sneaky in certain ways and she would say or do something and then disappear and I'd look at you and be like, do you not see that she's totally lying about this? Like she's she's completely lying about what's happening or she's hiding something. And But when it's just the two of you, why would you question it? You ask a question, she gives you an answer, she walks away, it's done. And same thing with McKenna. Like there was never that other person to see kind of an outside perspective. And I think for us, it was hard out for a while because then we almost saw it as like mom's taking McKenna's side or dad's taking Aubrey's side or now we're at odds because we don't agree with what we think is happening or what yeah we see happening. I mean, I think there were, I can think of several discussions and not, I don't want to say arguments because I don't really feel like there were arguments, but there were moments when like you would be pointing out something with McKenna and I don't even, I don't remember like, details of a specific time but I know it happened multiple times where you would just flat out say like you're letting her run you you're letting her do this to you and I was like no I'm not I I and I would get really really defensive and then I'd step back from it and then finally like almost see like oh my gosh I can't believe that and I think there was even I remember a moment when Aubrey said or did something and then you were like, well, I'm just going to ask her because she wouldn't lie. Why would she lie about that? And then we brought her upstairs. And when you and I both asked questions from different perspectives, we found out that she was lying. And then it was like, well, I didn't think she would lie about something like that. Like, I think it was almost it took the other person to help us really kind of peel back all the layers of both of our kids to figure out where the good was and where some areas that we needed to work on. Well, and are. I think, you know... Like, with all that being said, too, it was like when you're the single parent, like, we both did a great job. Oh, gosh. Singularly for Mm -hmm. what we had. So, like, I don't I don't think either of us did a bad job at all. No, no. And and then but when you have two of us working on the same team, it just goes to show like it does take two because 
singularly, while we did a great job and our kids are great people Mm -hmm. and we did fantastic with them for 12 years and eight years, you do get in that rhythm of, of that. And, you know, like the one instance I can think of with Aubrey Lyon, like right off the top of my head right away is like, she probably could have got away with it, but she did it to the wrong person, right? Like, in years previous, if she would have been hiding candy in her backpack, it would have just been like, well, I got this candy at school. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, it happened to be that she wasn't necessarily lying about the candy. She stole the candy from your room, mm-hmm. from one of your kids, and you basically asked her at school like, if she knew what happened to it, and she said no. Well, she had took it and put it in her backpack. So it's like... It does take two because I would have never known the situation. It would have just been like, oh, you got candy at school. Cool. That's awesome. Happy for you. Well, it turns out she actually stole it from school. And since you were there, you got to figure that out, you know. And, you know, we now, like, you know, you drive her to school. So you get to see and you be around her in the morning. And then she's in your classroom. And then after school, she's in your classroom. So it's almost like you get more time with her to see aspects of her. And I get I take McKenna to school and pick McKenna up from school. So I have that time with McKenna. And so it's like we're spending time with the kids and almost seeing like a different aspect of them than what the other parent was seeing. Because you never drove McKenna to school previously, you know, because you always had to be at work. So it was just like we're getting to see a little bit different aspects of things. and, And we do get to point things out to each other. You know, we get to point out things like, okay, get to the question. What are you lollygagging around for? What do you want? And we get to see things, you know, like, I mean, the biggest thing that you've helped with, Aubrey, that I can, you know, like, when I put a big umbrella over it is, like, to grow up and, like, see, for me to see is, like, I never really forced her to grow up. She always just got to be in fantasy island of whatever she wanted to be in you know and it was just like I get good reports from your teachers for the most part and I'm you know again as a parent you're in that weird mindset of just like well it seems fine so it must be fine you know until you have somebody else come in like she's not talking or acting like an eight-year-old would talk or act she's more like a five you know like a five-year-old or a six-year-old She's living in, you know, we had to to get her to grow up a little bit. And so many of those aspects helped. I mean, even for instance, like brushing teeth and wearing a bra was like something that I was trying to work on, but it was like, I can never just stick it to her of like, this has to stick. Like, this is something that you have to do all the time. And, you know, I think we even see that struggle sometimes on like the weekends or off days, but it was something that you could always get to stick with her a lot better than me, you know? So I think it's just, like, that different aspect of somebody talking to them and trying to put things in place than the one person that they thought they were figuring out how to, like, manipulate and they were getting through life. You know, McKenna could always do with you, Aubrey could always do with me, so now there's that other person that was just like, oh, crap, well, they haven't figured out that other person yet, so they're getting... You know, the other person has seen the things that they're doing more, you know, I you're seeing the things that Aubrey is manipulating more than I ever did because she figured out how to manipulate it with me. And I'm seeing the things McKinnon's manipulating with you because she figured out how to manipulate it with you, but they couldn't figure it out with the other person. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they have enough to where it's almost like, it's almost broke them and for, not necessarily broke them, I don't want to make it sound like it's bad, but it's almost like, confused him enough to where it's just like okay this is what it's gonna be they're married it's mom and dad this is what's gonna be and you know i think at the other side of it we don't have other parents to worry about we don't have their other biological parent to worry about so you know i think i don't don't know if that's i mean i don't want to wish that upon anybody but at the same time like i think it's made it easier for us because they're not like going to mom's house or dad's house and then getting that side of things it's just like we're giving them the most stable family that we can give them for being blended together and not having those outside distractions like that as much as possible. 
Well, and I, and I don't know if we've ever even explained that or touched on that in any of these episodes, but yeah, we, we don't have to necessarily share parenting roles with other parents because neither of their other parents are in the picture. And so, yeah, it's, it's just you and I, mom and dad, it's just us and it's just them. I think we are almost, almost like the poster family, I guess, to, to show like Kids genuinely and truly, they do want structure and routine. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I talk about that at school all the time when I talk to parents at parent-teacher conferences, but it's a lot easier to tell than it is to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, But like kids in general, they want. They want to know where their boundaries are. They want to know what they can and can't get away with. They want to know what their days are going to look like. And so we had two kids that were growing up with not as much structure and routine, sometimes, but their structure and routine was really created around them instead of around a, a home and a how like what two parents are expecting and right. I think they had structure and routine. I mean, your structure and routine was dance and life. It was uh, McKenna based around McKenna. Mine was get you know work Aubrey school and get through the day, and a lot of that was based around Aubrey because it was like how can I get through the day without having to deal with fits or tantrums tantrums as much as possible. So right. it was like. I mean, we still face some of those struggles today. I've never faced the battle of making her eat what I eat. It's just, you want this? Okay, um, make it. And now we go through that struggle every day. She doesn't eat very much. But I think at the same time, we're blessed in the aspect of to get the other parent isn't involved because we don't ever have that battle of, you're not my dad, mm-hmm. you're not my mom, because they've never had that figure right. really to be there. It's always... I think they wanted that other aspect of like, you know, I think in Aubrey's mind, it's just like, wow, I actually have a mom now. And she's always wanted a mom. She's talked about it before. And so now it's like, wow, I have that person. And I think for McKenna, it's like, there's actually a guy that's engaged in my life mm-hmm. that, you know, cares. And so I think for both of them, it's just kind of like, they're still trying to figure out like, this is how family works because they've always known that other person was missing, but they didn't really know how it worked. Right. Cause they've both seen them come and go in bad relationships. Like, well, is this how a dad's supposed to be? Or is this how, you know, so they kind of go in like, is this how it's going to be? And, and you're right. Kids do want structure and boundaries. And I think that's why in a lot of situations you see kids, like they go to grandma's and they're good for a day because it's like, they don't know what the boundaries are. And then after a day or two, it's like, okay, they start trying to push the boundaries to see, like, where are the boundaries? I don't know where they're at, so I'm going to see what I can get away with. And I think both kids almost even had to do that when we all moved in together. It's just like, where are the boundaries here? Where is this person's tipping point? And, you know, I mean, at this point, they know, like, conversations are going to lead to, like, if they don't figure it out, mom starts talking and getting that serious look on her face, like, it could be a mom bomb. It's coming. And it's got a, it's got a name, mom bomb. The kids know. And too. it's really not even that bad. It's not a yelling where you're yelling or chewing them out. It's a, I, I think, can't take this anymore. I need you guys to help me out. And I think they're very used to you being blunt because you are very realistic and very straightforward and you just say it how it is. Like you're not a sugar coat. You're not a talk around the subject. It's just you're very black and white. And so when you say things, they just, it doesn't phase them as much. I think it did for McKenna for a while. But I think she's almost getting used to it now. Like, he asked me to do something. He means it. And so for me, I think I'm more of the talk about your feelings. We want everyone to be happy, sugar-coated. I'm going to try and help them, try and be supportive as much as I can. So I think when I get to a point where I'm like, this is ridiculous, and I kind of come down on them, I think it's harder for them to... When you get to the bluntness, when the bluntness and straightforwardness comes out of you... Mm-hmm. That's called a mom bomb because they don't. They're not expect. They're not used to it. They're used yeah. to the. They're used to me being straightforward and. They'll even call it out now. Like, uh oh. Oh, it's coming. There's a mom bomb coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost become like it's a joke, but I think they still know that it's. It's serious in some respects, and I think. I think for them, like, yes, they want to know their boundaries and they're going to push, 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 and to figure out where like their loose and tight is and what they can get away with and what they can't. But I also think we have gotten better at setting those boundaries when we finally started working together and not looking at each other as, well, you're trying to be harder on my kid than your kid. Or 
my kid does this and your kid does this. And we, now that we've taken like the my out of it and, and the comparing out of it, and we've talked about them as our kids and the kids, and we have conversations about one or the other, and we've sort of taken out that, well, if this one does this and this one has to do this. Like, I think when we've kind of stripped all of that back, we've gotten stronger. So then our boundaries are stronger. So then they can't push them as much. And then I think that's just kind of cohesively brought us all together as the four of us. Well, that's something we, we heard about on a Jimmy Evans in a book or a show that he was doing, right? It's like, you're going to marry somebody and give them full access to everything, but not your kids. And so it's like, you have to give your spouse full access to your kids. They should be able to punish your kids. They should be able to do everything, like full access. And if you can't do that, then why would you marry them? You know, and that was something that always stuck with me is like, you have full access to punish Aubrey and to do it. And whatever you do, I'm going to support you in that time. And then maybe we'll go talk about it behind closed doors if I don't agree with it. But we're never going to disagree in front of the kids. Mm -hmm. We're going to back each other up. And I think we both take that role on or, you know, what mom says goes, what dad says goes. If one of us says something, we're going to back each other up. And and we and we've seen that from both kids right we've seen me say something and I kind of look at you like eh, mom step in here because I don't like that answer and you just kind of look at her like you heard him mm-hmm. you know and we've seen situations where I might be at work like this summer and Aubrey have a complete meltdown while I'm gone because you're asking her to do something and you and I talk about it because I wasn't there to see it and it's like, I just got to back up with what you say and what happens. And I think we've always been very good at that because of the love and the passion that we have between us and giving access of like, we're in this relationship and this family together. So whatever you say and you need with being a parent, like I'm there to back it up. And I mean, I think there's things that we disagree on with parenting probably. And we talk about them and we try to get better. Um, but you know, in those situations, it's like, you know, it's, it's never one of those things where it's like, oh, well, we're not trying to make excuses or justifications for the kids. We're just always like, yep, that's not right because you're upset about it. So it's OK. We got to figure that out with the kids um, because we've talked about it so many times before. And we've even told the kids that at this point is just like. Our job is to get you to 18 and to be a you know teach you how to be a good person and teach you about life so when you're 18 but it's not to be your best friend and to give you everything you want because you you are going to turn 18 you're going to go off and you're going to get married and do your thing and have your life and mom and I or dad and I we're going to be together for the rest of our lives we're building the rest of our lives together you're just a season and I don't mean this in any way, bad way because this might sound bad but it's like you're a season of our life right now but we have our whole life to grow together and then we'll go through another season when they get married and have grandkids and then are and, and have kids and then we're grandparents and you know now our relationships will look a little bit different in seasons but we still have each other that we are building that relationship that ministry is our marriage and that's different than our parenting and i think we've always looked at it that way is our marriage is different than our parenting and we've put that priority of like God comes first, our marriage comes second, our kids come third. And I think that keeping that priority like that has really helped us in the parenting aspect of our marriage comes first. So we're not going to argue and fight and have issues because of kids. We're going to be on the same page. And if one of us isn't happy with what one of the kids is doing, the other one is going to back it up. And I think we've been really good at, following through with that Mm -hmm. no I would agree I mean I think it's hard sometimes it's definitely hard to well I should now not really now it's not really hard at all but in the beginning it was hard to step back and almost hear some very harsh things about your own child of like oh they're not the perfect child I thought they were or they're not like that easygoing everyone loves them kind of kid like there are things, and, and so it's hard not to get defensive, but I think I think we've come a long way in that. And I think now, yeah, it is almost easy. Like, I don't worry about leaving the house and, and McKenna's here with you because I know that it's just business as usual. And whatever you say, your 
your instinct and your reaction and what you say to her is going to most likely be based off of conversations we've had before. Like we know each other well enough now that I know how you would react and you know how I would react and we kind of, but at the same time, like sometimes you talk me down too. Like sometimes I almost, I almost feel like in the last couple of weeks, especially like I've, I've been not hard on McKenna, but there are certain things that probably have set me off to a point where like I almost am over the top hard on her because I've gotten very frustrated with her lately. Mm-hmm. And you've had to step in and go, okay, well, take a step back. She wasn't doing it intentionally. Like she wasn't trying to be malicious. Maybe like you've almost had to step in and help me not be so hard on her. And so, I mean, there's just a, there's just been a really good balance, I think, yeah. now that we're kind of figuring out how all of this works and that we can trust each other and they know they can trust both of us. And there's everyone's just sort of finding their finding their place a little bit better, I think. When I think initially it wasn't... I don't even know if it was necessarily as much of, like, I'm defending Aubrey or you're defending McKenna. I think it was more of, like, it hits us when we're calling other when when you're calling things out about Aubrey or I'm calling things out about McKenna I think it almost sinks in more especially with the way you and I are we take offense to it right away it's not a defensiveness of our kid but a defensiveness of our parenting of like I failed as a parent because my kid lied or I failed as my a parent because my kid was manipulative in a situation you know I like I remember when Aubrey like in fact, it wasn't even terribly long ago. It was only like a month ago or two months ago where we busted Aubrey line. And it's just like, it just, it hit me as a parent because it's just like, she doesn't lie. Like, she's always been very honest to a fault. And now she's starting to lie. Where did I go wrong? And I was like, I probably didn't go wrong anywhere. It's just, she's nine years old now and can figure out lying a little bit more and trying to get away with things. But it still hits you as a parent. And I think when some of those things came out with McKenna, I was like, you almost look at it as like, uh, I failed. But we, like, again, you take a step back. It's like we raised two really good kids on our own for a very long time. Now, when we get two of us and all the pressure isn't on us singularly, you can step back and look at their faults a little bit more and be like, okay, there are some faults there and we got to fix them. But those faults are when you're a single parent, those faults that the kids have are covered up a lot more by busyness and struggles and your own not happiness. I think we're so happy and grateful in our marriage and life that we don't have relationship stress. We don't have relationship pressures to where we can focus more in on the parenting side of it too. It's like, okay, this is knowing how do we fix this or this isn't right. How do we do this? You know, I think, you know, we, for instance, right now we put a lot of pressure on Aubrey's, you know, like living in fantasy land and her, her spelling words and her schoolwork and stuff as to where years past. It's like, if I'm not hearing anything bad from her teachers, I'm probably not worried about school because I figured if she's not doing good, she's, I'd probably be hearing about it. I'm not hearing anything from her teachers, so she must be fine. You know, and I think that's a, uh, you know, I was always one, I mean, you remember from first grade, it's like, I want to know how she's doing, and I think it was you that even told me, of like, if we don't call you to do a parent-teacher conference, your kid doesn't need one. And so I think that kind of stuck with me, is like, okay, if I don't need a parent-teacher conference, she must be doing fine, so I don't have a ton of pressure on school. Well, now mixture of you being a teacher and we having two people in here and realizing like you're coming home with spelling words and we're not doing them um you know and then the fact of you can talk to a teacher at any time and find out things that we probably wouldn't have found out if you didn't ask your teacher because you work there you know that it's just like okay there's a lot of things to work on but with two of us it's a lot easier to work on it you know so it's just kind of one of those having two parents that are on the same page really frees up a lot of stress and anxiety and opens the door to a bunch more parenting possibilities that you can do. And then it helps when you're on the same page and you don't have the my kid, your kid. It's just we've given complete ownership to the other spouse. Mm-hmm. 
and we've taken complete ownership of the other spouse of the spouse's kid. Mm-hmm. So well, we don't look at it as like Bobbery and then there's your kid or McKenna and then there's your kids. Like I've given you access to Aubrey and you've taken full access to Aubrey. You give me access to McKenna and I've taken full access to McKenna. It's just like we're going to do the same thing to both kids no matter who, who whose kid it is. Like we don't even look at that anymore. Of like, well, this is your kid or my kid or uh, she wouldn't do this if you would have raised her right. You know, we don't look at any of that stuff anymore because it's just we've taken the ownership of these are our kids. They're both our kids. This might not be right. This might be right. You need to be more like this. You need to be less like this. You need to more, you know, it's like, I feel like we've just kind of got into that role a little bit and we still have tons of struggles, but I think overall it's just like, okay, we're we're figuring this out a little bit. I think we both bring different experiences too. Like I think, I mean, I almost relate to the Aubrey conversation more because like you said, she's with me more during the day mm-hmm. now with school, but I come in with 10 years of teaching experience plus educational, you know, schooling before that, I know what questions to ask and I know what, what we're doing at school and I know like what our building is doing and what our district is doing. So I know what questions to go ask your teacher. So I come with that experience. Like you would go to a parent teacher conference and you just expect that the teacher is going to tell you what's going on because what questions do you ask? And I can go in and be like, all right, well, I know that from this date to this date, this assessment was given. Where did she score? What's her ranking? What, you know, where are the gaps at? Like I know how to ask those questions just because of my background. So we're starting to find out some things for Aubrey in areas we need to work on simply because I bring that background and experience to our relationship so I know what to ask. And I think then on the flip side, there's some things that I know nothing about or maybe don't feel comfortable doing or talking about that you're completely confident in that you help me with and that you help with McKenna. And so there are some things that you've brought in to help her that I would have never wanted to touch with a 10-foot pole. So I think we just, we're more well-rounded now because there's two of us. Well, and I think we've we've kind of talked about that before. You know, and you just kind of brought up something then put it into the light that makes my brain tick that I haven't really thought about before. But I've said it before is like, I feel like you're better with younger kids and I'm better at the teenage level. And not any disrespect or anything like that. But just like you said, you have all the education in kindergarten, first grade brain development, how they think, how to talk to them. You're a kindergarten, first grade teacher. So you're talking to these kids all day long. You've learned questions to ask and how to deal with their little brains at that stage. And while a lot of it applies to human beings in general, your your special is that age range. As to where for the last 11 years and where my education and training is, is in coaching and developing and managing people that I mean, it's at a job-related level. So, I mean, you're talking 18 years old and older. So I think in that aspect, well, McKenna's not 100% mature in that level. I think where she's at mentally is more along the lines of what I'm used to dealing with as far as managing and, and leadership level and coaching that I think I can almost handle that level better than I can handle the fifth the five to 10 year old to 12 year old range. And so I think we bring other things like you can bring things that Aubrey's going through and thinking and her level of things because of your education. And then I think on McKenna's level, I can talk more of that. Like I don't have to sugarcoat baby code everything. Cause it's like, I mean, you can't going to Aubrey at her level. I'm trying to talk about puberty or things like that is like, you would know how to talk more to that type of thing because you're not really talking about it at that level. So the way to sugarcoat it and things like that at McKenna's level, I can handle that more and I can ask those open-end questions a little bit more to get her to discover the, the, the more of the coaching style that I'm used to because she can handle the more adultish conversations. Not that she can handle a note conversation, I'm not saying that at all, but she can handle a more mature conversation than Aubrey can handle. Mm-hmm. 
And so you're used to those. You have the education for the younger crowd as to where I have more experience with the older crowd. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Younger, younger brain development versus older type of conversation. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty spot on. I mean, McKenna's getting to an age where I'm like, I don't know what else. I don't know what, I don't know how to support her as much because she is definitely like, if she's a, not a young adult, but pretty darn close. And I mean, she wants to be anyway, and we have to put things in the aspect for her of like, you want to, mm-hmm. you know, we have to almost remember too when we were that age, you know, like, and I think that's what, you know, I, we find ourselves doing that a lot of like, okay, this isn't right, but when we were that age, we were thinking the same thing. So we almost have to go back to like, what were we thinking at that age? And I think we're both young enough to where we kind of remember that, what we went through at that age. But also realizing this world's a little bit different nowadays compared to when we were at that age. Well, but I think then that just goes to show, though, too, like our kids are thriving on that because McKenna's made it very clear. I am the annoying person at this point, and I'm hard to talk to. And she has said, you're easier to talk to, and you're her favorite right now. And so while I know we joke around and like, eh, she's, but I do genuinely think right now she relates probably easier to you because she's just looking for a straightforward answer, whether she wants it or not. She can say something to you, get an answer right back. And she kind of knows where she stands where I am more of like the fluffier, small child, you know, have to have a picture book to go with every conversation kind of person. And so Aubrey and I probably relate more and you and McKenna probably relate more. Well, and at the teenage level, I think that she does. She doesn't like to be asked a lot of questions because she doesn't have a lot of answers. She doesn't want to be drilled with questions. Mm-hmm. So it's like, can I do this? No. Or, mm, I'll think about it. Let me, you know. Yeah, and she said, I ask too many questions. Yeah. And, at, like, for me, with small kids, my gosh, you have to. Yeah. To even figure out what in the world they're asking for because they just don't give a lot of detail when they talk. So it's... But I think that's a lot of where we're striving as a married couple with our parenting, you know, or where we see most of our successes. We, And I think that's where we see saw a big change or maybe hump or where we got over a hump with, you know, blending even is, you know, I think when McKenna, when it hit with McKenna that... Okay, he's easier to talk to. Now that bond for her and I, you know, she almost, like, accepts that more because it's like, well, I can relate. Or when you're getting through to Aubrey, I mean, you know, we kind of talked about Aubrey having meltdowns and pressing buttons and stuff, and now still has meltdowns, and I think of a normal, typical nine-year-old probably. But you, I remember you and I having conversations where it's like, I can't get her to do anything, but you can just raise your voice and get her to do something. And I feel like that's almost changed now to where it's like, I can tell her to do something. And she's like, but, 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 why, why? And you can be like, Aubrey. And she's like, okay, mom. You know? <laughs> so it's like, I think we've almost got through to each other's kids more to that point of like, okay, we got over that hump of like, I get this now, or I understand this now, or this is what it is. And I think, you know, when they get over it a little bit, then that helps us get over and, and move on to be a little bit more, you know. And and I think part of that goes to Aubrey knows how to manipulate me and McKenna knows how to manipulate you, and they haven't figured it out with the other one yet. They're not going You to. know, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, because it's like, I think, you, you know, like McKenna wants to do something on Thursday with a friend, and I think you could go down there and ask her a million questions and she's going to get annoyed and frustrated and I don't know and blah, blah, blah. I can go down there probably and sit on her bed, straight face with her one-on-one, and I don't think she would ever get frustrated. I think it would just be like, okay, so tell me this. What about this? What about this? Okay, well, you don't know two things. When you know those two things, come back to me. Right. And I don't think she would get frustrated with you. I think she'd get frustrated because she knows you on that more of level of like I've never had to have the, do this much work with mom you know I've never it's always just been she would kind of just let me do because it would take her out of it'd take me out of her hair you know and and things like that so and I think that's why when you get straight kind of like I am then it's like oh mom bomb this isn't right it's a mom bomb you know it's like you're not 
yelling. You're not doing anything. It's just like you're at the point of like, I can't sugarcoat things anymore. This is what's got to happen. Right. You know, and then that's what's considered a mom bomb. But I think overall, the way that we've, you know, the, the hump that the kids have gotten over, the way that, you know, how we can talk to each other's kids, giving authority to each other over the other person's kid and taking authority over the other person's kid. And, you know, one of the best things that we probably experienced or that helped us the most is like, like I said, I take McKenna and pick up McKenna every day. You're taking Aubrey and bringing Aubrey every day. So we're getting that time with each other's kid more than the biological parent. Mm -hmm. Really? Like I'm getting more time with McKenna than you are. You're getting more time with Aubrey than I am. And that's okay. And I think the fact of like we trust each other and we're okay with that isn't, you know, it's not like, well, you get to spend all this time with McKenna and I don't, so now I want to go spend time, or, you know, vice versa. It's like we've taken this role on and it's like, okay, I'm going to do this with this kid because this is what fits into our life. You're going to do this with this kid. And then when we get home, it's going to be you and I. And we're going to take both kids up to do church. And when we're all together, both kids are going to be treated the same and included the same way. Um, you know, and we're not afraid to call things out if they're not right. Like, I mean, we talked about it last weekend. Like, when the Aubrey passed her spelling test and we said, if you pass your spelling test, you get Starbucks. Well, we felt bad and got McKenna at Starbucks because we were getting Aubrey. And I was like, well, one kid needs... But then when... McKenna got Starbucks from Grandma. I was just like, well, wait, that's not right because Aubrey didn't get it, you know? And we had to almost point that out to what well, you did, point that out to McKenna. So it's like, I think we're seeing things and addressing them as they happen, and I don't think we're perfect by any means, not even close, but I think we've done very well working together as a team to figure it out. No, I think we have too. I mean, I think we've come a long way just in a short amount of time. Um. And I think there's always going to be things we can do better. I mean, we're never going to be perfect, but I look back at a year ago or just almost a year ago until now, and wow. Yeah. We've come a long way. And I mean, we grew up in completely different ways too, right? You grew up with like, I don't want to say the picture perfect family, but you grew up with something very odd nowadays, which is yeah, two parents parent, that stayed household. married and... Never moved. You stay in the yeah. same. You grew up in the house that they're still in, and they're it's like there. you're just there. Yep. I grew up with divorced parents and on and off relationships and moving a bunch of times. So we've got to see both aspects of that and what we want our kids to be in. And our kids have got to experience the up and down side of it. And now they are at the stable part of it. And I think they're still getting used to it, but they're getting. A year later, they're finally getting to the point where I think they can rest easy enough to realize that this is what it is. And it's not, like, I mean, Grant, we don't ever fight, but they don't ever hear us fight. No. No, and I think both are almost more concerned now if we're, I don't think I've ever, well, I shouldn't say that. I feel like maybe after the first few months of us living together, like, I, I never heard the kids ask if we were mad at each other. Are you mad at mom? Are you mad at dad? Are you guys arguing? Like, I've never heard them ask that. They're more concerned, like, are you mad at me? Is there a mom bomb coming? Yeah. Did I do something? Like, they're more concerned about us versus them than they are me versus are you, you. Yeah. And I think that's something that's never, they've never experienced before. They've always experienced, like, are you mad at the other spouse? Yeah, and what's going to happen? And what's going to happen to us because of it? Like, I know you're always going to be on my team. But now they're experiencing the, like, it's mom and dad versus us. One of them doesn't look happy. What did we do? Yeah, you know what's going to happen? <laughs> and, that, and that's how it should be. I mean, that's what I look at. Like, I mean, think about when you're growing up. If mom or dad wasn't happy, it wasn't, did dad do something or did mom do something? It's like, what did Blake and I do? And then it was, like, oh, going yeah. to Blake. What yeah. do we do? You know, what'd you do to make mom and dad? Mad? Yeah, I didn't do anything, and then yeah, yeah. And that's how it should be. I mean, that's yeah. how it should be. They should be secure enough. Well, that's that mom and dad quote, aren't unquote, going normal. Anywhere. Yeah, mm -hmm. mom and dad aren't going anywhere. It's we did something to make one of them mad. You like you shouldn't see your yeah. parents fighting. Hang on tight. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden they're getting along downstairs because they don't want to be mad. Yeah, so you know, and I think they've neither of them will admit it. Well, McKenna probably won't admit it. Aubrey would, would probably very much admit it because she stands up for her all the time but 
they've grown very, 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 very fond of each other. Oh, yeah. And I don't think McKenna likes to admit it nearly as much because that's the age that she's at. Realistically, that's the excuse I give it anyway. It's just she's, at that, she's cool, at that age. Your siblings aren't right. cool. Nobody's cool except for your friends. But Yeah, but she's grown very fond of Aubrey, and Aubrey's grown very fond of her, and Aubrey will be very vocal about it because I can pick on McKenna and Aubrey will get mad. Yeah, or McKenna will go to her with a secret and then Aubrey will drop Blab it at it. dinner. Yeah. <laughs> That's always fun, too, so. But, uh, you know, and then McKenna doesn't get mad at her, and that's, I think, her way of showing the care. You know, she talks to her, and then... Yeah, they really don't fight. No. They get annoyed with each other. They get annoyed with each other, but but not... We haven't really had, like, a fight yet. Yeah. Ooh, knock on wood. Knock on wood. I feel like we need to... Oh, we should end the episode like that and be like, the next episode... Do McKenna and Aubrey fight? Do they fight? Hang on tight. Could be a long week. Who knows? Hang on tight. Do they fight? (laughs) Ah, There we go. There we go. So thanks, everybody, for checking this episode out. Uh, We appreciate each and every one of you, especially if you... That was a long one. A favor. We need to ask them a favor. We don't ask our listeners a favor. Can you leave us a review on whatever your favorite podcast, wherever you're listening to this at, leave us a review so we can reach more people. It's almost like hitting the thumbs up and the bell on YouTube. And subscribing. Leave us a review. But it's more like subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review so you can tell other people how great it is and what you think of it. and Or what you're wondering about. Or maybe ask us a question if you're wondering about something, what you would like to see more because we're only in episode seven. We're still figuring this out. I feel like that was episode seven, like 2.0 though, because that was a long one. Should we split we that kind, into two? We kind of got off on a tangent. Yeah, we did. Was but we, f- we made up for missing last week. Yeah, there you go. So we so, combined two weeks into yeah, one. Episode seven and 7.2. Yeah. Episode seven and seven and a half. There you go. And next week, episode eight. Next week, episode eight, and who knows what the topic will be, but we'll pick up somewhere. Hopefully it's not how our kids fought this week. Yeah. So thank you guys all, and uh, we appreciate you listening. I'd say slash watching, but you're not watching because we didn't record this one in video. So no, listening. we're going to get it together eventually. Yeah, we're in the middle of remodeling our studio for the 17th time in the last year. So actually only the third time in the last year. So, thank you guys all for checking us out, and I hope you have a blessed rest of your week. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye now. Wait, you don't want to say bye? Oh, I don't know. I just felt weird. Like, goodbye from me. See you later. Goodbye from me. (laughs) Bye now.